there's only one person in the room. I mean, I don't know if it was a lack of oxygen, but I saw stars when I heard that. There's only one person in the room. Right. This is Studio Confessions, the art podcast. I am your host, Luis Martin, the art engineer. Listen in for conversations with artists and culture makers alike as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues and how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. Is the world still spinning? The world hasn't ended, right? But are you safe? This is the first episode of 2020. I signed off for two weeks and it feels like two years. I signed off in 2019 talking about facing the ugly and starting new cycles. Well, here we are in front of the ugly and what seems like a real hurdle into a few new cycles. In the White House, nothing's changed. It looks like we're trying to relive old cycles. Scary. But we're here. I'm here. You're there. Let's talk about the ground we're on now, where our feet is standing now, and what we must sow now at this very pivotal moment. And I've heard it before from myself, from you. I hear, but I just make collages. I paint. I'm a poet. Really? What is that going to do? And maybe you know your power. And sometimes these doubts, these voices, come from the people around you. But those there are fighting words. But we don't need our fists for this fight. We're armed with the most important weapon for these times. And I say these times because we've been here before. You and I are armed with thought. Yes, maybe deep inside I am a third grade teacher with a sweet little message. Just think. So listen up. If you haven't looked out the window lately, we live in an age of deplorable ignorance. It's just what it is. My collages, your paintings, and your words are needed right now. Sure, it starts out on a kitchen table, on the floor of your studio, on the napkin of Starbucks or whatever, but it has to be taken further than that. These times call for movement. Slap a hashtag on your message and enlighten us. Ignite me. Though I'm part of your choir, I still very much, we all still very much need to hear you and want to hear you, your thoughts, your voice. What we need as artists is a new age of Dada. One that's less frivolous, less misogynistic, and 20 times more focused. Remember, these artists were responding to the absurdity of society and art in a time of war. Because really, what does it say about a society that keeps children in cages, abandons its vets, elects a bully into its highest office, and then sells a fucking banana for $120,000? I know, the artist Mauricio Catalan is Italian, and the transaction didn't happen in the White House, but this is all still symptomatic of a pandemic social condition right now. The banana debacle is actually kind of data, but for the 1%, so that really doesn't work. If this moment isn't a call to action for thoughtful artists, I'm not sure what is or what ever will be. It's time to take your marks and markers, Crayola or Crank, your choice, and say I, as in I have a brain, I have a heart, I have thoughts, and this is all wrong. But let's regroup real quick. Don't take this as a call for anarchy. 
If that's your beat, more power to you. I'm talking about being brave enough to simply show up and make art that matters beyond your studio. Is that a stretch? Make something to lift us. Because your work, your work can do that. It's that strong. It can lift all 175 pounds of me. And if you're saying to yourself right now or yelling at the screen or yelling at your earphones, that's not my job. That's not why I make art. I respect that. But turn this off. This is not a conversation for you. Not this one. So if you're still listening, listener, I can hear you. I can see you. I'm not asking you to burn flags or go dark in any way. You don't need to play it big and angry. You don't need to play it in fear, defeated, all valid symptoms of our time. The call to action here is just, and here's the rub, to just speak, to exercise and practice your freedom of expression. That's it. Each time you flex your artist's muscle, you learn to speak clear and deliver your message succinctly. Ignite this dark void of a world, because you can. And as sanctimonious and hard to spell that word is, it's why you're here. We forget, I know, we're conditioned in art school to lose ourselves in ourselves, in our idiosyncrasies, to arrive at our voice. And nothing could be more true than that. But that's just part of the path. Our journey is to go into the woods, into the cave, into the nightmare, into the ecstasy that is us, and come out with our muscles, our voice, a mission. These mobiles in our phones were called iPhone to perpetuate this isolation. For capital reasons, perhaps, and nefarious mind control even. But the moment you put it down because the battery runs out or you left it behind somewhere or it fell in the toilet, that tug, that's part of the call to action. That moment of thought, free of distraction. And you see the world without filters, no emojis to sugarcoat your experience. Doing that long enough, you realize you're not alone. You're not the only one that looks 30% less attractive without those damn filters. But to counterbalance that, let me share a nugget of enlightenment that I recently stumbled on. It's shifted my place in the world at the moment. For now, I'm still glowing. So I'm really thrilled and really pumped that this February, I'll be speaking at Podcast Movement Evolution in LA. It's a podcast industry conference, you should come, that will take place at the Biltmore in Los Angeles. I'll be talking about how to make an art of your podcast. I'm even making an ebook about the material I'm covering. So if you can't make it, go to Amazon. Be on the lookout. I'm over the moon to be able to go to LA, to my hometown, as an adult, doing very adult things and sharing what I've learned since I've been away. So I've been prepping everything so it's airtight, my talking points, my visuals, my outfit. I got some leopard print Doc Martens. They're furry, vegan, of course. I'm not nervous, but I'm mentally preparing to address a large crowd and preparing the best I can to connect with them, to deliver my talk and my message. The other night, in the midst of a cold, I couldn't breathe enough to fall asleep, so I played some esoteric talks on YouTube, on autoplay, and at some point, I passed out. And the next thing I remember was a man's voice coming into focus. He was talking about the idea of connecting with people, hashtag synchronicity, about the idea of giving and receiving. And this is an idea I've subscribed to since I was a kid, right? My dad was like, if you are genuinely sincere and generous, you'll receive three times what you give or something to that effect. And yes, right, that became part of my value system, without question. But then that night, 
as I was gasping for oxygen through half a nostril. This man's voice says, give of yourself wholeheartedly because, and this is what moved me, there's only one person in the room. I mean, I don't know if it was a lack of oxygen, but I saw stars when I heard that. There's only one person in the room. It was the piece I was missing to fully understand the idea of oneness. The idea that I, the kids in those damn cages, are not the same body. But we are one. One spirit, one human experience. So when I think of this talk now, I realize more than ever, I am what I have to say. I say I am because my message, though about a very tangible thing, podcasting, it's coming from a very genuine place. And if I can give it all away all that excitement and passion, kind of like I'm doing right now. There is no fear, no question of nerves, no question of feeling odd in a crowd on stage, because there will be and is only one person in the room. I heard this message and it all came a little more into focus. The voice belonged to Neil Donald Walsh. He came to the forefront of New Age when he wrote Conversations with God in the 90s. I've never heard of him, and that's just fine. I'm always looking for gurus, and I use this word loosely and flippantly because I'm always looking for teachers to help me see the world more in focus. And when that happens, both at once, I realize how nothing matters, but everything can be divine. I'll let you figure that one out if you haven't already. I don't want to give away too much of the ending here. Hey, why so quiet? Let me know your take on the talk. Go to studioconfessions.com and reach out. Or even better, leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on. It goes a long way. Want to see some visuals to the essence of the conversation? Go to Instagram and follow the show at Podcast to see some shareable quotes from the conversation and more. You can also follow me at Art Engineer to see some of my work and an insight look at my creative practice and studio. Now let's get back to the conversation. So let's take our Marx artists. Let's address the world as individuals, as a collective. When it comes to revolutionary, evolutionary, political art, it doesn't have to be against anything. It can, and it has more power when it's for something, though. Reframing from one to the other can alter perceptions. I recently saw a meme that poignantly illustrated this. It was about rape. It had the sentence, she was raped, crossed out, and under it read, he raped her. Another said, protect your daughters, and that was crossed out too. And under it read, educate your sons. Both speak to the same subject, but the latter shifts the perspective from victimizing women to accountability of the rapist, of our male short-sightedness. It was all simple and brilliant wordsmithing. You can do the same with your work. But like anything, it takes practice. We must practice our freedom of expression or it atrophies. Allowing our practice of expression to feeble means allowing culture and social censorship to set in. I love Instagram. I live on Instagram, like most of us, right? It's especially great to share art, but the social and cultural control we have granted them to deem what's appropriate in art and visual communication is setting us back when it could easily be catapulting us further into communicating with each other our shared experience. 
How can a man still post bare-chested pictures and a woman be censored like a degenerate for doing the same? As a society, we're often editing women's choices of expression, scrutinizing them with a magnifying glass rarely used on us men. Exercise your freedom of expression. Every chance you get, everyone. I have an artist friend who I follow on Instagram, Silverio Castillo. She posts a lot of body images that I initially perceived as hypersexual, and I didn't quite get what she was conveying, or if she was even conveying a message, or maybe just not to me. I didn't quite understand. She's a talented artist with technical prowess beyond, and great ideas. The patriarchal, judgy curator in me was like, use all your talents. But seeing more of her posts and learning from her firsthand how she was blocked by Instagram for posting what they deemed as inappropriate content, I thought, oh, yeah, this is important. Let them have it. She's been exercising her freedom from the word go. And listen, I've recorded this episode three times because of issues with sound. And in the interim, I've learned that this artist was actually on a music video with Maluma. And if you don't know who Maluma is, Maluma is a Latino superstar who's gorgeous and just doing amazing things. And her art brought her to the forefront to work next to this guy. So bravo. Check out her work for yourself on her latest Instagram account, Pussy Power. That's P-V-S-S-Y dot P-O-W-3-R. The E in Pussy Power is a three. So how else can we take our marks? Just carry on and do your work. But if you're looking for some ideas, here's your prompt. The first of the year, 2020, the future. And for this, we're reaching back to our roots, really far back, and maybe not so far back. Here it goes. Murals. Wait, wait, wait. Put your spray cans back in your sweater sleeves. So murals are one of the oldest forms of expression, right? It's prehistoric in some sense, and for sure pre-Columbian. The Mayans, the Aztecs, they all use murals to educate and spread ideas. In Rome, there's still graffiti from 200 AD. Today though, murals and street art is used to art wash neighborhoods. Have you heard this expression before? Art washing, meaning artists have been sabotaged by investors and governances to use their work to elevate their own neighborhoods, pushing themselves out in the process. It's a major artery in gentrification. Then once the neighborhood is gentrified, the street art is gone because artists can't afford to live there. And all you have is temporary coffee shops, occasional millennial pop-ups, and a plethora of empty storefronts. It's the new normal, but it's not right. You can read more about it in Against Creativity, a rather important book on the state of art as a weapon used by the powers that be. It was written by Oli Mould. Read it at the beach or by a river or somewhere where you won't get too down on the truth the book shares. So let's think of the mural, not the sexy spray can mural of Frida and exotic animals. They've had their moment. What else needs to be written on the wall? I'm not a graffiti artist, but I did have the chance to paint a mural a few years ago, somewhere in Bushwick in Brooklyn. Yes, I was part, and to some extent, I still am part of this art washing, but I'm aware and I'm taking my mark. Can you hear me? I'm at my mark. But when I was in the act of painting my mural, as you can imagine, my mural was about the divine and freedom and nature. I'll post it on Instagram at StuCon Podcast. While I was painting it though, various people came up to me and spoke to me. I was so surprised. First of all, 
I thought the street artists were going to drive by and throw empty cans at me. Then I thought it'd get defaced in the process. I mean, I, was, I must have been living in a dark space back then, I guess. But quite the opposite occurred. People stopped by and wanted to talk to me about what I was painting. One person went as far as to offer me their blessings. My talent, they said. They said, bless your hands so that you may make more beautiful art. Thank you. Wow. I mean, right on, right? When else has that happened? Not to me, not at any of my openings. Making art in a public space, specifically the making part of it, is conviction. Because people want to know art. People want to know the artist. It's not only about the finished product and what comes after. So, mis amigos, where from here? So if you're a writer, or even if you're not, get permission, that's my official stance, but you do you, and leave your message on the wall, as a mural, as a note, whatever. Right now, what would you offer us? What can you say to lift the world? What would I say? There is only one person in the room. They don't even have to be your words. Give credit where credit is due, then make your work. Answer the call. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you've heard something that moved you, please share it. You are the candle that can ignite a thousand flames. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.